This podcast is brought to you in association with From Sweden with Love, one of the oldest fan sites dedicated to the world of 007. Online since 2004 and also on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Why not check them out today? James Bond 007.se Nobody does it better. <laughs> or as they say in Stockholm these days, Ingen gör det bättre. Hello, I'm John Orty. I'm a stunt historian, author, broadcaster and producer, and the man behind Behind the Stunts on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Welcome to this episode and a series of podcasts dedicated the action stunts in the James Bond movies. My new book, Ever Heard of Evil Knievel, is the definitive guide to everything action-packed in the film series. It looks at the stunts, the performers, the coordinators and the stories behind these incredible moments captured on film. You'll hear clips from some of the interviews that have been undertaken over the years, where applicable, and sound clips from the movies themselves. The book, podcast and YouTube series are also to be used as educational tools to learn from and to wander at. Welcome to 1974 and the man with the golden gun. Roger Moore's second outing as 007 and a shoot which started in April and ran through to August of that year. Now, these dates meant that, once again, the Bond crew would be without Bob Simmons, who was working on four other films that year, which included The Wilby Conspiracy with Michael Caine and Sidney Poitier, and Paper Tiger with David Niven. Therefore, it was decided that Les Crawford, Roger Moore's chief stuntman, would take the helm as stunt coordinator, although poor Les didn't even get a credit, which seems very unfair based on the amount of work he would have put in. He was, of course, Roger's double on The Saint and The Persuaders. The vehicular action on the film was coordinated by W.J. Milligan Jr., including that remarkable car leap over the river. So, let's start in Beirut, where Saida is trying not to part with her lucky charm and find out from stuntman Rocky Taylor what the fight was really like. Through his back and ended up there? No, no, through his neck. I take it out of the wall before the police arrive. And now, it is my lucky child. I never dance without. Well, what happened was there was sure a girl, the dancer gets a bullet in her belly button, and Roger Moore goes down to take it out of her stomach with his mouth. And we come in. How are you staying? See him doing it. We grab him, pull him up. He throws a punch at me. Plummer throws a punch back at him. I throw another punch. Then Roger gets a, a, a bottle of spray and sprays Terry Plummer in the eyes. He falls down. I grab Roger and throw him against the wall. He then hits me, kicks me. It goes on and on and on. All of a sudden, there's a mirror in the corner, and he throws me into this mirror, and the mirror cracks, and I fall down as if I've broken the mirror. 
Now that was very hard to do. So really what we did, magnificent. Around the back of the set, there was a um, sparks with a hammer. That, as I was going towards the mirror, Les put his hand down, and the, the guy hit the back of the set, which cracked the mirror as I right. hit it. So the like, timing was the timing was perfect. Little the, detonators the was in a case. Right. So it just broke and slid down. It okay. didn't come down on the floor. How long did that fight take to work out? There's many moves involved oh, in it. I would say I would say we we three days, three days, right. four days just to work it out. You know, okay. with camera angles and punches and stuff like that. Three three days at least. It's a great fight. I mean, it really is. It's superb. Oh, it is. I've, 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 that, that was one of my proudest fights. That one. Yeah. Very good. Really enjoyed it. <laughs> Not from where I'm standing. God damn! What the? What's going on? What the hell are you doing now, boy? Our bridge is that way! You're not thinking that. I sure am, boy. Ever heard of Evil Knievel? Neither have I, actually. For Bond fans, it's one of the most extraordinary stunts ever performed in the franchise. For film fans, it's one of the greatest stunts ever captured on celluloid. And for those inside the business, it was almost too perfect. Cubby Broccoli even inquired if it could be filmed again, as it seemed to go too well. He's right, of course, it was unbelievably perfect, but... There was no chance in hell he was going to get a second take. Stunt coordinator W.J. Milligan Jr. was beside himself with joy as the car sailed effortlessly over the gap, landing perfectly on the other side. Milligan had driven the car himself in that first public jump in the Houston Aerodrome in 1972. The Bond film, though, was a very different set of circumstances. The driver was Lauren Willett, known in the thrill show circuits as Bumps. He spent 28 years with the Joey Chitwood Auto Daredevils and was brought out to Thailand pretty much at the last minute after Milligan was presented with the coordinator's job. Why didn't Bumps get a second chance to rehearse it? Well, it was just too complicated to rehearse. They put their faith in the computer statistics produced by Cornell University with eight cameras running and one take, they caught it on film. Whatever happened to Bumps Willard after that movie? Did he go on to a career in film action or make a name for himself in the Hong Kong cinema scene? Well, no. He decided he'd had enough of the film business and spent the next 25 years working for TNT Holland as a union truck driver until his retirement. He died on February 14th, 2016, in Daytona, Florida, doing what he loved most, visiting friends and waiting to watch the Daytona 500. He was 80 years old. He left a daughter, two sons, nine grandchildren, and three great-grandchildren, 
all of them will be able to say they were related to the stunt driver who performed that incredible car jump and made James Bond look good in The Man with the Golden Gun. I wonder where you can find your gun, Monsieur Scaramanga. Your little golden gun. What can it be? There is something we haven't had before. I wonder what it can be. Christopher Lee plays Scaramanga, and unbeknown to his opponents, he has a secret weapon up his sleeve. It's called Eddie Powell. Eddie was the brother of legendary British stuntman Joe Powell, and was a dispatch rider for the 1st Battalion of the Grenadier Guards. He was a regular double for Christopher Lee and Gregory Peck whenever they worked overseas on a movie. Doubling Peck on the guns of Navarone during the entire picture, except for the cliff dive where Bob Simmons doubled him. He also ruptured his spleen doing a 60-foot fall backwards for the movie The Sea Wolves. Film fans may also remember Eddie as the alien from the Ridley Scott movie of the same name. Eddie started doubling Christopher Lee during his Hammer film days in 1966 with Dracula, Prince of Darkness and never looked back. They became firm friends over the years and, as is often the case when Lee became a household name, Powell was written into his contract as his stunt double. In the pre-title sequence, Scaramanga must get to the bottom of the staircase to pick up and use his golden gun with its golden bullet. But how's he going to get there? He reaches down and pushes a button, turning the stairs into a slide. Eddie Powell takes over for the slide down and the roll at the bottom, followed by the shot. Something Christopher Lee may well have been able to do, but he was a great believer in doing his part and letting others do theirs. Filmmaking is a collective experience, he would say. How right he was. Don't forget to subscribe and check out the episodes on the Behind the Stunts YouTube channel. Until next time, bye-bye for now. Oh.